Welcome to another powerful teaching from Exodus Global. As a ministry, we are committed to inspiring a generation to develop a closer work with God. We urge that you pay attention to all that will be taught and see to it that you apply them. Let's dive right into the Word. Now let's dive in further to still understand the subject of eternal security. Alright, we've established that there is life after death. The Bible shows us clearly that there is life after death. The Bible also shows us that there are two possible locations that every man will spend eternity, either in heaven or in hell. All right. And then the Bible also talks to us about the assurance of salvation. And we've also looked a bit into the subject of eternal security, but I want to go in deeper as we look at the subject of eternal security. Glory to God. Now, if we go to Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3 from verse 17, Philippians chapter 3 from verse 17 to verse 21, Philippians chapter 3 from verse 17 to verse 21, the Bible says, brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, when the Bible talks about, you know, enemies of the cross of Christ, the Bible is talking about those who don't believe in the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. Those who don't believe in his finished work. Do you see that now? So Paul talks about certain people who are enemies of the cross of Christ. And then if we continue our reading, the Bible says the end of such people is destruction. All right. Because, you know, their God is their belly and then they glory in this shame and then they are mindful of earthly things. So, like I said, for the person who does not put his faith in Christ Jesus, for the person who does not believe in the gospel, for the person who does not believe in Christ Jesus. All right. The end of such a person is destruction. Do you see? Now, if we continue our reading, the Bible says for our conversation. Now, when the Bible uses the word conversation, it's not just talking about our speech or, or vocal communication. It's talking about our, our, our relationship. It's talking about our behavior. It's talking about our character. It's talking about our nature. It's talking about the shape of our existence as believers. It's talking about the shape of our existence as believers. So the Bible says, for our conversation is in heaven. Oh, glory to God. Ooh, haha, this is so powerful. It says, our conversation is in heaven. Our conversation is in heaven, all right? From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his own glorious body. So remember what I said earlier on, that because Jesus died, was buried, resurrected, and put on immortality, all right? The Bible says we shall also be changed to that same glorious body. Glory to God. Do you see that now? And then the Bible says, according to the working whereby he is able to even subdue all things unto himself. So the Bible makes us understand. It's clear. It says our conversation is in heaven. We are citizens of heaven. The believer in Christ Jesus is eternally secured. The believer in Christ Jesus is eternally secured. You don't have to fear. Will I, will I, will I spend eternity in heaven? Will I spend eternity on earth? No, that question has been dealt with. It has been dealt with. Our conversation is in heaven. Glory be to God. If you look at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, let me read it for us in NLT, in the New Living Translation. The Bible says, we are citizens of heaven. And mind you, Paul was writing this while he was yet here on earth. So there was this consciousness he had that I am a citizen of heaven. Yeah, in as much as I am a citizen of, you know, my earthly country, much more than that, I carry a higher level of consciousness that I am a citizen of heaven. Glory to God. 
and if you continue reading philippians 2 verse 20 in the new living translation it says but we are citizens of heaven where the lord jesus christ lives and we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our savior so this is how the believer ought to live you see we should not be scared of the coming of the lord jesus we should not be scared of his of his return the bible says we should eagerly await it because we have this confidence because we have this assurance because the issue of eternal security has been dealt with we know we are citizens of heaven because of that we eagerly await the coming of the lord jesus christ do you see this now and i'm going to explain this further when i get into living with eternity in view but but you've got to understand this oh glory to god another scripture that shows us you know, this fact that we are indeed citizens of heaven, we are heaven bound, is Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. All right? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. Glory to God. The Bible says, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of God and of the household of God. Wow. The citizenship is talking about here. It's not talking about citizenship here on the earth. It's talking about citizenship in heaven. That together with my brethren in Christ, we are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. Hallelujah. I don't have to live with the fear. I don't have to live with a doubt. I don't have to live in unbelief of where I'm going to spend my eternity. I am eternally secured with Christ. This is a foundation that every believer in Christ Jesus must have. It's a foundation that every believer in Christ Jesus must have. Hallelujah. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1 from verse 3 to verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 1 from verse 3 to verse 5. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. Look at this. Unto a lively hope. Do you see? Remember, we're looking at the hope of eternal life. It says, God has begotten us. We've been born again. When it says begotten, it's talking about that we've been born again. It says, we've been begotten you know god has begotten us we've been born again unto a lively hope that this hope is alive it says by the resurrection of jesus from the dead do you see which is the basis for our faith the basis for the christian faith the resurrection of jesus from the dead now look at this the bible then says to an inheritance incorruptible just in case you're lost we're looking at first peter chapter one from verse three to verse five the bible says that we are begotten unto a lively hope all right according or by the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead to an inheritance watch this incorruptible undefiled that faded not away reserved in heaven for you ah glory to god it says this inheritance this treasure that fades not away this inheritance that is incorruptible this inheritance that is undefiled is reserved in heaven for us who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So this is, is key. We've got to understand the subject of eternal security. The Bible says there is an inheritance reserved in heaven for you. Put your name there. Oh, that there is an inheritance reserved in heaven for me. So if God through his word says there is an inheritance reserved in heaven for me, why should I not believe that? Why should I be scared that I would not spend eternity with the Lord Jesus? If through his word, he has assured me that there is an inheritance reserved for me specifically. This changes everything. It's just a very solid foundation we all have to have. And we have to stay conscious of this truth from the scripture. Oh, that there is an inheritance reserved in heaven for me. 
because my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. According to Revelation chapter 21 and verse 27, my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life so I can be assured that there is an inheritance reserved in heaven for me. I live my life with this consciousness. I live my life with this consciousness that all there is to my life is not just here on earth. Oh, there is somewhere better. Glory to God. There is somewhere far, 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 far better than this present life. Than this present earth. There is somewhere better. Irrespective of whatever I may have. Irrespective of the material, you know, blessings that I may have. The material possessions, you know, the earthly success I may have. It is nothing to be compared with eternity with the Lord Jesus. It's nothing to be compared with eternity with the Lord Jesus. This is the kind of mindset God wants us to have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we are assured of our eternal security. We are assured of our salvation. Glory to God. This, is, this has been God's plan all along. This has been God's plan all along. That nothing should separate man from him. If we look at Romans chapter 8 from verse 38 to 39. Romans chapter 8 from verse 38 to 39. Romans chapter 8 from verse 38 to 39. The Bible says, for I am persuaded. So listen to me, folks. We've got to be persuaded. Our convictions need to be solid on this. We've got to be persuaded. Mind you, the people who wrote these scriptures wrote them while they were yet here on earth. And it did not cause, because some people say that, you know, having this kind of foundation can cause us to be, to, to be like cardassical about how we live can cause us to not pay attention to how we live and, and that's not the truth because the people who wrote these scriptures they were intentional about living a purposeful life they were intentional about the work of ministry they were intentional about living their lives with focus fulfilling the will of god pleasing god in their body in their spirit and in their soul and we're going to look at that when i get into living with eternity in view we're going to look at that better that's the balance i want to bring to the teaching but you see, if I'm teaching on living with vanity in view and I do not lay this foundation, then I'll be doing us a great disservice. This is how we can be balanced as believers. Glory to God. So back to Romans chapter 8 from verse 38 to verse 39. Paul the apostle writes and he says, For I am persuaded. I want to beseech you by the message of God listening to me right now that I want you to be persuaded about this truth. I don't want you to be scared again any longer. Don't let the devil bring condemnation to your heart. Don't let the devil guilt trip you. Don't let the devil bring fear, unbelief, doubt to your heart about your eternal security. I want you to be persuaded. Let God be true. Let God be true. And every other thing, a liar. Let God be true. Let his word be true in your life. That for I am persuaded, back to Romans chapter 8 from verse 38 to verse 39, that I am persuaded, oh glory to God, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have to have this kind of persuasion. That nothing shall be able to separate me from this reality. Nothing shall be able to separate me from this faith that I have put in the Lord Jesus. Nothing shall be able to separate me from this life that I have received. Nothing shall be able to separate me from my reality. Oh, glory to God. What this also means is I'm not going to allow another thing get in my way with my work with God. I'm not going to allow sin get in my way with my work with God. I'm not going to allow the flesh get in the way with my work with God. I'm going to treasure my work with God because I know it is God's will for me to spend eternity with Him. 
such a privilege. This is the display of God's goodness. And because I know this, it informs how I live. Because I know this, it shapes my mindset. Because I know this, I live my life intentionally with focus. Glory to God. Let's just do one more scripture on eternal security and then we would get into living with eternity in view. So let's do one more scripture on the subject of eternal security. All right. If we look at John chapter 11, John chapter 11 from verse 25 to verse 26. John chapter 11, verse 25 to verse 26. The Bible says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. Remember, we told us that eternal life, yes, is God's gracious gift you know, to those who come to God through Christ Jesus. And then we also said that eternal life is not just what God gives, but eternal life is who God is. So we see it here again that Jesus says that I am the resurrection and the life. Do you see? Jesus says, he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And now look at this. It says, whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you see that now? That we are going to spend eternity with him. Now, I love the question Jesus ends with in this verse. It says, believest thou this? And that's the question I want to ask you. Having listened to all I've said so far by the Spirit, having listened to this teaching to this very point, I believe that, you know, to an extent you might have understood the things that have been said so far in this teaching. I want to ask you in the words of Jesus, believers doubt this. And, you know, for the sake of our contemporary day, let me just say it this way. Do you believe this? Do you believe this truth? Do you believe this reality? Do you believe all that has been said? Do you believe this revelation? Do you believe? Glory to God. And just in case you're probably still wondering in your mind, maybe this has probably scattered your theology and you're still struggling to really believe the things that have been shared in these teachings, all right, in this particular teaching so far, especially on the assurance of salvation and eternal security. I want to encourage you. You see, the Bible says that, you know, we can be ever learning without coming to knowledge of the truth. So I don't want you to be like that. I want to encourage you. If you fall into that category, you can listen to this teaching over again. You can be a barian and just do more study on this so that you can grasp, you know, this revelation and it can become a strong conviction in your heart. Glory to God. Just in case you're yet to follow us on social media, you can do so at Exodus Global underscore on Instagram, at the Exodus Global on Facebook, and Exodus underscore Global on Telegram. For questions, counseling, and further inquiries, kindly send us a mail via the Exodus Global at gmail.com. We love and celebrate you. God bless you.